Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Tenant Tenor. Thank you again so much for uh, joining us today. Um, while all of the crazy things in the world are happening, thank you for taking your time. Um, I have a very special guest with me today, and we're going to talk about a very interesting topic that I wanted to talk about for a very long time. Um, and we can finally do it. So, uh, yes, <laughs> I hope this works. Uh, you know, <laughs> recording from afar is a bit difficult, but uh, I invited Yasmin, um, who I met last year actually in Milan, um, to join me and uh, to talk a bit about how uh, Lebanon's revolution is going. And uh, yeah, Yasmin, do you want to introduce yourself? Yes. Uh, hello, everyone. Thank you for having me, Eileen. It's a pleasure. Um, uh -huh. um, so my name is Yasmin. I, uh, I, what do I do? I do a uh, lot of things. I am, uh, I did interior architecture, basically. Uh, um, I still dabble in that, but mainly I work uh, in arts and activism. I'm the artistic director in Haven for Artists, which is an NGO based in Beirut in Lebanon. And uh, what we do is we try to fight for social change um, with uh, um, highlight on LGBTQ and women issues in the Middle East through arts and culture. Yeah, it's amazing. I've been following you guys for, I think, two years now. Uh, oh, that's a good yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I found out, I think, uh, I found out about you through a friend uh, who lives in Egypt. And then uh, I was like, this is amazing. And then I was so happy that you guys were in Milan at the same time I was in Milan. <laughs> it was such a coincidence. Oh, yeah. I yeah. didn't know that. That's amazing. Yeah, it was really, really cool to meet I'm you happy guys. happy you were there. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I dragged my friends there as well. I was like, we got to go. These guys are amazing. And uh, yeah. So sweet. <laughs> that was a good day. Yeah. I was looking forward to you guys coming to Brussels, but then Corona happened. So... <laughs> Yeah, sadly. Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll, hopefully, we'll be back uh, very soon. Maybe next year. I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully things will get <clears throat> better. A lot of projects got stopped with the virus and everything, but uh, we're hopeful to meet yeah. again. Yeah, hopeful. I mean, if the borders open, hopefully soon, and they find a, a vaccine, uh, it should it should be okay. Hopefully. hopefully. Inshallah, like we say. Yeah, inshallah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, so I uh, actually like the reason I invited you today is because I've seen you being very involved with uh, the the protests and the revolution going on in Lebanon since last yeah. year, fall, I think, September? Yes, did it start? October. October, okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, it kind of, can you kind of explain what is happening in Lebanon right now and how did everything start and why? So, um, the revolution uh, started on the night of October 17. Mm -hmm. And um, so basically, the revolution itself, the day of October 17, what happened was that um, there was a tax <coughs> um, that was um, being discussed by the government. Mm -hmm. And this was a tax on WhatsApp, uh, which is a free app. Uh, and they wanted to tax WhatsApp because. Um, small recap on our government. It's one of the worst in the world, very personal opinion. Um, our government is uh, in a very big debt. So what they were trying to do, which was a tool out of many others that they've been trying to be able to uh, pay the debt and uh, get going, uh, uh, trying to help a bit the financial situation of the country. Mm -hmm. So that was, like we say, the hair on the camel's back, which was the WhatsApp that. <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, technically, 
no one really went down for WhatsApp. People went down because they were really uh, struggling for 40 years now with a very corrupt government mm. that does not offer any public services, um, almost none. Um, we pay taxes and we never see uh, any implementation of the money that's paid by the public. So a lot of people online um, called this the WhatsApp revolution, mm -hmm. but it really wasn't about that. That was just... Uh, I mean, the last thing that made people really go full on rage and go down to the streets. Yeah. So that was how it started in October. Okay. And how did that like evolve? Because I saw that there was a lot of police like violence as well. Like the reaction from the government was very extreme in what I could see. Yeah. Okay. Very extreme. Yeah. Um, I honestly uh, really enjoyed the fact that uh, the government was really transparent with how it looks at the people because yeah. I believe the people were very numb for mm. a very long time. Lebanon came out of a civil war um, uh, in the late uh, 70s, uh, so the country since then um, has been sinking in a lot of uh, financial problems. Um, we've had still the same leaders that were active uh, members of the war of the civil war so some of them were even on the street holding guns uh, a lot of them are uh, murderers a lot of them are people who were the leaders of the political parties who were doing the atrocities during the war mm. um, so they are still the people who are in power the same political party even sometimes the same faces so uh, the country has been sinking into poverty and sadly so um the government here is, is uh, based on a sectarian system. Mm -hmm. So um, basically, each uh, certain seats of the parliament, certain percentage of the seats of the parliament should uh, follow, should be for a certain uh, religious sect because Lebanon is um, very diverse. We have a lot of religions, a lot of different sects here. So uh, that was the... That, was the, that is still the basis of how we vote. Our president has to be Christian, uh, the head of the parliament has to be Shia, and so on. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think, uh, not I think, it's, a, it's, it's the truth. People here, the political parties and the people in charge in the government have used the same sectarian, um, uh, the sectarian language yeah. uh, to divide and to, uh, to somehow... Um, hold some control on their own communities, their mm -hmm. own areas in the country. And uh, they've been using these tactics uh, for so long. People yeah. here, I think the people here believe that, um, uh, I don't know how you would say this, um, I don't know the words for it, xenophobia. I mean, this, this yeah. type of, uh, this type of uh, you know, fear that you have from the other, uh, other yeah. person, um, you know, uh, they, they've used this um, yeah. up until now, yeah. and so your question was about the violence and how uh, how the how the government reacted. So mm -hmm. the government really showed its true colors in the sense of the people were very united in the streets, mm -hmm. different religions, different sects, different uh, uh, from all over the country. This doesn't happen often in Lebanon. Yeah. Um, we don't have a lot of public spaces, uh, much less public gatherings, you know. Mm -hmm. So um, the, the government reacted uh, very badly, which just proved the point of the, uh, of the revolution and the point uh, of why we came down. Because 
they, people always blame the government here that they act like there is a lot of conflict between political parties and different people who are in charge. But in fact, they are all uh, very well intertwined and on, on, on good terms between each other. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, um, each one of them has their turn, you know, in, uh, in uh, leading the parliament, leading the government. Uh, mm -hmm. Each few years, we still see the same political parties fighting amongst each other, but mm -hmm. uh, using and, and um, uh, using this, uh, the power and still controlling the political scene of the country. Mm -hmm. So um, they reacted very violently. Yeah. Uh, they even, uh, you know, barbed wires everywhere around all the all the buildings, the parliament, the banks, um, they started, of course, hitting protesters, mm. uh, tear gas from day one, day two. So uh, we can talk more about the violence, but I think it was, uh, it was very shocking and the people really understood that at the end of the day, neither your leader, neither your political party, no one is really by your side at the end of the day, if you're going to come and you're going to challenge this government uh, that is right now in charge, uh, you're going to get beaten. Yeah, it's interesting to like the way that you described it kind of sounds like they were polarizing the public for their own mind games, but then shaking hands behind closed doors. Is that kind of how you could describe definitely. the governments? Mm -hmm. Definitely, definitely. That's what yeah. it is. Yeah. And it's been the same since since uh, again, since the Civil War. Uh, what happens here also, um, what happens is that the, these political parties, uh, as I told you, they operate in areas. Yeah. Um, uh, you, you know, uh, depending on, uh, for example, uh, in, a, in a Muslim majority area, you will have a, a Muslim political party that is in control. And same in other areas, of course, with the Druze, the Christians. And what happens is that um, these people, so whether it's a member of parliament or people in municipality that, of course, follow and are part of a certain party, they offer help and services on a very personal level. Mm. So they make you feel like um, the government is corrupt, but we are here to help you as individuals. So yeah. the party itself will help you uh, maybe get a loan because, of course, someone in the party is in charge of... of uh, um, Thanks, uh, <laughs> Exactly, yeah. you know, because they're very well connected in the banks and the government. So what they do is they show you that they are giving you something even during uh, uh, voting time. So when there's uh, any, any, so if it's for the municipality or the parliament, when there's any voting process, we see them being very active with mm -hmm. the communities two months prior or four, five months prior, being very generous with their money, uh, maybe fixing a road here or painting a building there, you know, mm -hmm. and they show you that they are here to support you. But in fact, uh, uh, this so is not how yeah. they should be supporting the, you know, the, the whole pop population, you know, yeah. we need to be seeing our actual, we, we, we pay taxes, we deserve uh, our rights. This is not uh, this is not generosity, you know, yeah. and this is not how how uh, how we do things. But sadly, with um, so much poverty in the country, people do answer to these uh, to this uh, quote unquote generosity that's being offered by political parties. Yeah. So it's a very vicious circle at the end of the day. Yeah, it's but like the revolution really shook it. Yeah, it's like they are giving you a bit of candy and then they're expecting a pat on the back for doing like the tiniest part of their jobs. <laughs> Of course, Basically. yeah, that's exactly how it goes. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned uh, poverty, which um, I I found very uh, like shocking to see, especially during the Corona outbreak. Now, yeah, because I yeah. know that a lot of people um, like they were really suffering. Uh, I mean, 
there was always a problem with economy, etc. But in the country, but the coronavirus kind of heightened that and uh, situation. And I saw a lot of people going out because they didn't have anything. Like you, I think I saw yeah. it on your story even that like they they literally couldn't eat. So what else were they gonna do? Um, exactly. Yeah. Do you feel like uh, that kind of? It, it, do you feel like that's the main reason why people came together in the first place? Like uh, that the economy is unstable and that there is increasing poverty, or was it something? Uh, was there another dry, a bigger drive? Like, what do you think is the biggest reason why people decided to leave behind differences and just come together? Because I saw a lot of initiatives like the human chain from north to south. Yeah. I think that was the most impressive one that I saw. But I also heard. Yeah from you guys, like from your accounts, that uh, people from all backgrounds are coming together and, uh, yeah, supporting the same uh, cause yeah, or demands. Same. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, that's very, we can talk about this for so long, but I think <laughs> <Yeah>. why, <laughs> I think why the people came down to the street is that, um, first of all, I really do, like, uh, I think the new generation had a lot to do with it. Mm -hmm. I mean, people who were born during or after the civil war who did not witness the atrocities of the war yeah, well, had a big role in this. When was the war actually? Because I'm, I'm sorry, I don't, uh, I didn't research that at all. Uh, so the Lebanese civil war was yeah. uh, in the beginning of the 70s. Okay. Um, what happened was uh, it started in 1975. I think, 1975, mm -hmm. and it lasted to, till the early 90s, yeah. 1990. Oh, wow. And, um, yeah, it lasted for a long time. And um, so, and again, it was based on sectarianism. It was based on hate. It was based on them watering the same political party, parties, watering these differences, highlighting these differences, mm. um, and, and really uh, creating fear from the other. Uh, in such a small country that is so diverse, and that's very problematic here. So I think why people came now, I think the generation that lived the civil war, again, um, like my parents, for example, my parents did not join the revolution mm. directly. It took them a while to really uh, understand and, and see the hope, and they still struggle with this because um, what they aim in their life right now after seeing... Uh, really witnessing horrible sights during the war yeah. is that they are, they seek safety they mm. want safety they want um, stability a certain type of stability they don't want problems you know yeah uh, so they kind of became a part of the system mm -hmm. so my mother always you know she gives the other cheek she she doesn't want anything to do with this government she doesn't believe in change and i think this hap this is a truth for a lot of uh, a lot of people from that generation yeah um anyway when we when we are voting in lebanon we have very very low turnout very mm -hmm. small amount of turnout i think it's 30 or 40 percent that's very low yeah and it's because people have really lost hope and they don't even believe that the voting process is really clean anyway, you know? Yeah. Uh, any type of change that could be civil, uh, people don't believe in it here because our, our government really is very corrupt. Yeah. So this new generation, I think, was very important for to, to highlight uh, and to encourage people to go down to the streets mm -hmm. because they haven't witnessed the war. We have seen a lot of, you know, uh, our own... Uh, atrocities here but uh, mm -hmm. we are still very hopeful we don't want to leave the country and really Irene I don't know how much you know about like the problems that we face every day but here in Lebanon we don't even have we pay as we pay everything 
two times. So we have electricity, but it doesn't really work. So you pay that and then you pay generator. Water, yeah. same thing. Um, we don't have public uh, services at all. Uh, we don't have access to uh, to healthcare like we're supposed to. Yeah. Um, the streets are always, they're not lit. The streets, you can't even drive on them. You don't have access to free education. Mm-hmm. Our problems are, uh, like we have a huge waste problem. Yeah. Uh, the air is very cancerous, you know, in different areas of the city because they don't treat garbage well. Uh, they throw it on mountains right in front of, like in front of my house, there's a huge, you know, hill of, of, of garbage. So why people went down to the streets on the first few days and why they raged so much mm-hmm. is because we, we, we don't want change, you know. Our yeah. demands were very basic. They're, they're very human demands. Mm. We want uh, water, electricity, health, like access to to to, to medical care. Yeah. Um, we want uh, you know a, a good system for like a good educational system uh, because the public universities, the public schools here are the worst that mm-hmm. you can the, like the worst the school that you can access. Mm-hmm. So um, and what's problematic is that again we pay taxes and we don't see them in return. So people feel like they're always being robbed. Yeah. And this. Uh, this was clarified even more throughout the revolution and with the corona. Uh, we saw our lira, like our um, the Lebanese pound, yeah. really hit rock bottom. We used yeah. to always joke about the, the lira being that it's already a thousand five hundred to the dollar. Today it's around five thousand to the dollar. This oh happened in six months. God. Yeah, Jeez. and people can't access their money in the banks, so they can't even retract oh, their yeah. money that is saved in dollar. They can only retract it on a thousand five hundred, or they don't even have access to it. So this also kept on firing, but like making people angry and angry day by day through the revolution because they were literally robbed. You know, yeah. you literally cannot access your money, and the value of your money uh, just you know uh, decreased by sixty uh, percent. You know, so. Uh, People joined, uh, a lot of different people joined the revolution. There was a lot of different demands. Mm-hmm. Um, part of it was the LGBTQ community, a lot of feminist demands, uh, working on the kafala system also. People wanted change in a lot of different sectors and uh, they just want to see their country uh, start blossoming again because we've just been going backwards after the civil war. So I think we went down to the streets for all the reasons in the world. <laughs> yeah, that's very well put. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there is a, I mean, I knew that it was more than just one thing that was being demanded, but it's different to hear it from someone who's actually there and can, you know, like, tell me that all of these things are actually, like, piling up, and that's obviously a huge problem. It makes sense that the, you know, that everyone is annoyed and, like, fed up with the entire situation because... Uh, you want to see, of course, like what you give to the country get back to you at some in some way, and yeah, exactly. It's very frustrating. I can only imagine the the rage. <laughs> um, that's probably yeah. also why it's been going on for this long, right? Sorry, I don't want to cut you off. If you want to add something, yeah, yeah, no, no, please. Yeah, it's been going on for this long, and I am. Yeah. Um, I come from a very privileged place, in my opinion. Like I, I don't even. I, I can't even start to 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 understand what um, the majority of the people here feel we have around 40 percent unemployment and it's just rising so half of the population don't even have access to income Uh, you know and that's uh it's just 
that's also why we saw people down in the street during Corona. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't anymore. It, it did not. It never, for me, in my personal opinion, it was never a political, whatever that means, political revolution. It was a revolution for your basic human rights. You know, yeah. we're asking for very basic things. And now during the Corona, also, um, some people don't. They live day by day. Their yeah. income is daily, and uh, you can't. Staying at home is a big, very big privilege. So. Uh, People went down to the street and we all joined them because it, it's just, uh, they're on survival mode basically right now, you yeah. know? And some people were, were, were shot because they were, uh, you know, chanting that they're fucking hungry and that they need an income in yeah. public uh, public uh, squares and, and they died. Uh, we lost uh, seven martyrs and uh, these were people who were just, you know, asking for something that's... Uh, it's just crazy. It's just crazy that we have to go through this. Uh, it just shows, uh, in, in my opinion, pure evil in this world, you know? Yeah. The government is really not answering. They're not listening to our demands. Still yeah. in the coronavirus, they had promised certain things in the beginning of the revolution. Um, now with the corona, since they have more control on the streets, they're just going back backwards. They're not... Uh, um, uh, you know, working on anything that they had promised to work on, yeah. and it just shows how much uh, you know. There's, there's, there's no point uh, to talk to them anymore. Yeah, it's a revolution, you know. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. always this. Um, I have this conversation with a lot of my friends because uh, there's always this question of how uh, during a revolution, like what is allowed, like quote unquote allowed by the protesters and what should we not do like how peaceful should people stay but i always feel like that if the government refuses to hear the people i think that you know if you need to make some noise <laughs> to get their attention then exactly yeah i don't know how exactly. you guys yeah definitely yeah, yeah i know that like i remember also that the protests were very peaceful in the beginning like uh i remember people chanting and they were bringing their drums and making music um yeah and then later on it turned more violent but i think it was only a reaction to the riot police that basically just suddenly started beating up people and spraying them and exactly yeah exactly the people were, were very peaceful in the beginning and even i remember uh, i remember uh, going down on the first day mm -hmm. and seeing uh, a, a little bit of uh, a little bit of vandalism yeah and uh you know a lot of people the government but also a lot of different people had a lot of different opinions about this yeah uh, is it okay to be this angry although we weren't even angry at the beginning it was just <laughs> yeah. a little bit of rage expressed you know mm. uh which but, you're allowed uh, to i mean <laughs> you're allowed to every, definitely yeah every reason definitely because they're killing us slowly you know exactly and this is what's sad because they put people up in prison and well, the people who they put in prison are people who are hungry and that they have to uh, sadly we don't see um, uh, how governments or how political parties and and uh, at the end of the day the patriarchy you know yeah. uh, hurts us indirectly and uh, our government has been has been killing us indirectly so it's very normal for people and like you're saying to to uh, to want to raise their voice somehow and um, this is this is the whole point of the streets they started throwing tear gas um yeah. at, so at some point we were not just peaceful we were dancing we were uh, so the, the whole revolution uh took like it took place in a lot of different uh, locations around the country mm -hmm. and a lot of big public squares 
but a lot of it was concentrated in Beirut, where the parliament is. Mm. And so right in front of it and Martyr Square is, this is where we were uh, usually, uh, this is where things were happening on the street mainly. And the parliament is in a, in a location in Lebanon that is called uh, Solidaire, mm -hmm. which is um, a metaphor of, 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 of power and money. This is a place that, um, that was built during and after the civil war. Mm -hmm. Um, this was, uh, this used to be, uh, the, the, these spaces used to be public squares, uh, with a lot of, uh, areas for people to actually, uh, coexist, yeah. uh, in the capital. Uh, and it turned into the most expensive, um, street and a half in the whole country, uh, you find stores that no one really, like Chanel and, and, and Prada, and you don't really see Lebanese people shopping there, yeah. or at least not the majority of the people. Uh, you don't see people buying real estate there. So everything that happened there was uh, all the buildings that were vandalized. These are a metaphor of the current government. Yeah. And it's a metaphor of the riches that have been stolen and that aren't being given back to the country. So it's more than normal to vandalize these areas yeah. and the banks that are not giving you your money, you know? So uh, the, the riot police um, reacted uh, very badly. They even threw tear gas at, at, at uh, points where we were just dancing. There were children and older people mm. on the streets. And you don't throw tear gas on, on anyone really, but certainly not these people, <laughs> you know? Not, no. So, uh, yeah, so uh, it, it definitely escalated and it definitely was a reaction mm -hmm. uh, because I, I think People are also, a lot of people are parts of political parties, yeah. but I think when they saw the violence that's being led by the same people that they follow, they, they were even angrier, they became even angrier. So yeah. everything, of course, escalated. Yeah, this really, like, it, it kind of reminds me a bit of, like, the 2013 protests in, in Turkey, because it was exactly the same, like, the way it started was exactly the same. Um, and yeah? yeah, 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 it was, there was, uh, environmental, well, I mean, for us, it was environmental protests. That's what, how it began. But then it later became like an anti-government protest. And like in the very first three days, they were already, it was all very peaceful in a park with children and with elders. And then the right police came and did the exact same shit. So I feel like that's, uh, I don't, yeah, I don't know if it's just, uh, these democratic, like, you know, countries that claim that they're democratic but they actually corrupt their own uh civilians all the time if if you know if yeah. they dare to stand up to what they what what they actually deserve um yeah and it's very it's very 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 sad to see and like how long are you gonna let yourself be bullied you know pushed around by your bully like you at some point exactly. yeah like i'm against violence but also <laughs> if they're being violent in the first place you can't just i don't know but, yeah. Of course, violence is love at some point. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think uh, <laughs> definitely. Uh, hey, you know, you're defending yourself. Defend yourself in front of a system. You have to attack the system. No, exactly. So uh, violence, yeah, violence is okay sometimes. Yeah, yeah. It was the same. Personal also, opinion. yeah, no, for sure. Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah. uh, I think the same thing was happening in Hong Kong as well. Like, they were attacking uh, government. Like, they were basically uh, also vandalizing and attacking, but only um, uh, government institutions. So they were like leaving alone, uh, yeah. for example, independent businesses and all of that stuff. So I think if it's a organized, like uh, let's call it not, not crime because it's not a crime, but 
organized violence, I think, yeah. <laughs> makes a big Vandalism, difference. Violence, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, definitely. I agree. I agree. How are you guys handling? I mean, I we I think there was a little bit of a break uh, when the coronavirus mm -hmm. first came out. You know, like people had to stay home because of uh, the um, dangers of you know spreading it and what and whatnot. But then yeah. uh, now people are on the streets again, right? They are. Sorry, I didn't hear you. Uh, there, the people are now back on the streets because of all the yeah. the circumstances. Yeah, like how are how are the protesters handling? Um, you know the virus and uh, also at the same time the the uh, the yeah the protesting so um the virus was a really big uh, surprise to all of us because we were really trying to get our, our uh, like we we were really busy trying to to fill the streets and and yeah. really highlight uh, community cohesion highlight that we are all one and uh, this is what uh, I, I really um, like my my um, mental situation really took a hit uh, in the beginning of the corona because mm. this like since from October till March mm -hmm. was when the lockdowns really started happening from October till March uh, I was in the streets every day I was touching so many people physically counting on people you know yeah. carrying people jumping with people hitting glass and breaking glass and, and, and yelling and hugging and sharing food and like like you said the human chain. I remember there was a there was a piece of bread that they, they, they sent from the, the very south to the very north and it passed by me was a manushe. Oh that's and, nice. And uh, I, I was holding that. hands and, and <laughs> anyway, we were we were we were being very touchy and we were really mm. for the first time ever feeling like we really are one people and we yeah. love each other and the the real enemy is the the the, the political parties and the government and yeah. the rich i mean the richest of the rich you know yeah. so um it was a big hit uh especially that the government really used this to mm -hmm. tear down a lot of tents a lot of uh, open kitchens that we had in the squares mm. uh, they really used this to stop people uh, also to tax people they love to tax us of course. <laughs> um, they, of course. <laughs> so they took a lot of control back. Um, I do believe that the, the, the revolution itself, the people who were part of the revolution, mm. uh, took a big lead and a big role in uh, handling the virus uh, because we were already so well connected. We were, we had, uh, we were all in groups. We had graphic designers, even videographers, producers, you know writers, researchers, all working together for the first time for mm -hmm. the revolution. So when the virus came and, uh, you know, again, we do not really trust our government. A lot of people trusted what other people were sending. Mm -hmm. um, they were replying to each other. We actually started locking ourselves down before the government told us to lock ourselves down because we were very like communicating really well. Yeah. And uh, I think we, we, we took care of ourselves independently. <laughs> yeah. You know, but I also have to say that the government, uh, well, people keep saying that I really don't trust my government, Eileen, at all. So, <laughs> I mean, understandable. Uh, uh, yeah. So officially we're doing well. Yeah. I mean, better than other countries. Mm -hmm. I really never believe anything that comes out from, from my government. It's uh, Again, it's, a, it's very personal, but I don't even, I can't count on my minister of health. I can't, uh, I just don't feel like the numbers that are being given are necessarily true. Um, 100% true yeah. or maybe, you know, used and edited for the for their own sake. So 
Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Uh, I will not judge the government's uh, role in the virus. Mm-hmm. But um, I think like around a month ago, people started going down again every few days. Yeah. Again, it started uh, mainly in Tripoli, which is one of the cities that suffers the most from this government uh, with the highest level of poverty and unemployment. Mm-hmm. People started going down to the streets. Uh, because again, uh, it became uh, a revolution, like a hungry revolution. It's not no one, no one, no one cared anymore how or why or which words we're using or which tactic we're doing. They yeah. were just, you know, heading towards the parliament because mm-hmm. maybe they need to eat, you know. So um, we're starting to go down more and more. Uh, we're starting to fill up the streets more, more and more. People are still careful, so the numbers are not as big but they're getting bigger by the day again. Yeah. And um, I really hope it escalates more and more and more uh, very quickly. Yeah. Do you feel like uh, do you feel like it's more important to be out or is it more important to well, self-preserve, I guess? Like, do you feel like the moment yeah. is going to pass if, if, if you guys wait too long? Um, I think I think it's not just about the moment. I do believe there is a momentum that's been cut. Yeah. Um, like as people who are part of this revolution, who really believe in change, um, the momentum was cut, and that is dangerous. But I think the question I had, I, I did it. I, I asked people on Instagram actually also mm-hmm. about this opinion and. Uh, should you stay at home or should you revolt in the street? I think this is a having the option to question that to ask this question is a, a very privileged question in itself. Yeah. Um, from the beginning of the Corona, and that's not only true to Lebanon. I was speaking to my friend; he's from Mexico, and he was telling me the same thing about Mexico. Uh, mm. A huge part of the population that is not privileged, privileged, is still going down to the street, mm. staying at home, uh, not working or having access to internet and work that you can do online, you know? Not yeah. everyone has access to either these jobs or these incomes. Um, and again, for, for example, me, I've been home for two and a half months. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm tapping into my savings. Some people don't have savings, so yeah. what do they do? Uh, and when, then they're, when they're going down to the street, they're being taxed when they are working during the virus. Although the government is only taxing, taxing they're not helping us, uh, they're not helping the people who are stuck outside of the country to come back. They're not helping them financially. Mm-hmm. They're not helping people here financially. Like they ask you to stay at home. And if you don't have money to stay at home, they, they, they just <laughs> they tell find you that, you, you know? <laughs> yeah. They find you, yeah. you know? So, so I, I don't think it's a, it's a question. I think, um, uh, of course, if you have parents around you, if you can't really, take a step uh, away from um, older people, members of the family, you should be safe. But if you can, if you do have the privilege to be home alone, yeah, uh, go down to the streets. Yeah, of course, go down to the streets. Okay. This is also, I guess, a message to everyone who is uh, to everyone, to everyone right now, because we're also having protests. Uh, yeah. I mean, for other things as well, like the Black Lives Matter movement is everywhere right now. And uh, yeah. I think that's a really that's actually really good advice. <laughs> yeah, really go down to the street definitely yeah. because uh, there's never a real good timing, is there? No, not really. <laughs> that's yeah. true. Um, I had uh, two more questions, and then uh, we can move on uh, to like the women's role in 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 the revolution. But before that, 
Um, I wanted to ask, like, uh, why exactly? Because you talked about how like public spaces have been declining. Like, is there is it just for also for financial reasons? Like, were they all privatized, or why was there a decline in public spaces over like in Lebanon? I mean, we don't even have public spaces, you know, for yeah. them to even like they're they're, they're being uh, what what's happening. I think what I was saying is that people were taking into like during the corona, the government and yeah. the police were you know, taking back the squares and, you know, uh, uh, putting cer certain soldiers in certain areas, making sure no one gathers in yeah. big numbers because that, that might cause a threat to the government. Mm -hmm. um, we don't have a lot of public anything, really. Uh, a lot of them are privatized. Yeah. A lot of them have become trash bins, uh, you know. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Even uh, like the buildings keep on eating from the mountains. We don't have a real study for urbanism. We don't have a real study for like how to take care of the environment more. Yeah. Um, so again, our public spaces are already very scarce in number. Yeah. And um, yeah, just... I don't even know what to say. Yeah. I mean, there was there, there's a train station in, in Tripoli. There's a train station that I, I was raised next to. Uh -huh. The trains are, are have been rusting since before the Civil War. Oh, boy. Um, we have access <laughs> to these trains. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's horrible. We have a few trains and the actual station, it's a it's a fire hazard, danger hazard, any type of hazard you can think of. Yeah. It's not even blocked. You can walk in. The trains are, are very, very old uh, models of what they I go picnic there, you know. Sorry, uh, your audio. Sorry, sorry, your audio was cut. I'm so sorry. Could you uh, say the part again after um, <laughs> uh, after the trains are rusting? Like it's very, it's of a, course. it's a hazard. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> of course, of course. Uh, yeah. So I was saying that the train uh, is is just uh, falling apart. Yeah. Uh, the station still has tickets. Yeah. I used to go and gather tickets and tickets <laughs> from the 60s. Yeah. They really do not care about anything, uh, and uh, even though these trains do not work and the train stations do not work anymore, the government still pays employees in the train station. Okay. Big question mark. Eight million goes. Eight million uh, goes into funding the train station and the employees. That which doesn't work. Yeah. And I remember one of the MP members when someone asked him this question on TV. He said, "Well, we are putting this money, but somewhere else." So, so where are they putting it? <laughs> we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, we never read it. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Um, <laughs> and another question <laughs> I wanted to ask. Uh, thank you for clarifying, by the way. Um, yeah. Uh, what I wanted to ask was, is there like a... Um, you said that there was like some kind of coordination, right? Concerning, uh, I mean, Corona, but also, I guess, before that a little bit. Um, between the yeah. people, was there like a was was it uh, was there like one leading group or an organization that like uh, organized everything, or was it more like it was just coordinated? However, it could be coordinated, and it just kind of relied on like a chain reaction. Definitely that. Um, okay. My friend said uh, this was this the revolution uh, at this year is. People were saying it's a leaderless movement. Yeah. And then my friend corrected it and said it's a leaderful movement because everyone's <laughs> initiative. Yeah. Um, so from NGOs to civil society to uh, 
just graphic designers, people who do movies, people who do research, students, um, feminist clubs, you know, everyone took lead because this felt like, uh, you know, when you have to, when you're fighting a system, you need another certain type of structure to, yeah. to, to, to face it. So it was definitely not one organization or one group. It was a lot. It was a multitude. And uh, what we were doing at night after fighting with the right police during the day, mm. at night we would do talk tents, conversation tents. We would stay up all night discussing with different parties because there are a lot of parties also, you know, yeah. uh, that are not getting any chance to be part of this government. A lot of en environmentalist parties, um, just different uh, new faces, young faces. So, um, again, it was a leaderful movement. There was not really one party or one group that uh, led anything. And until, like still till today, um, it remains the same. Uh, just people connecting with each other, yeah. trying to filter information as much as possible. We have a lot of WhatsApp groups. Um, uh, we we communicate a lot, so we have WhatsApp groups in areas, mm -hmm. or in in uh, for example, artists have their own groups, and then if you live in a certain area, you're also connected to the people in the area, and then uh, certain people who are taking. Uh, spokesperson role in certain groups are connected to other groups from different cities and different towns mm -hmm. so it's very organic and it's very horizontal i would say okay that's uh actually really cool like uh this uh i think it's much more powerful when it's really everyone is kind is involved you know like it's everyone is yeah. taking initiative agreed yeah and uh, okay, then uh, the la basically one of the last things that I wanted to talk about is uh, that, uh, which also we kind of talked about privately before a little bit, that um, there was this new slogan coming up during the, um, I guess the beginning or like the middle <laughs> of the revolution. That... I, I didn't hear you. Oh, sorry. sorry. I didn't hear you. Do you... What, what? Yeah, tell me. Do you hear me better now? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so, uh, one of the last things that I wanted to talk about, uh, and I wanted your opinion on is, uh, one of the slogans that kind of arise during the, um, um, during the revolution, which was the, the revolution is female. We talked about it a little yeah. bit before, but can you explain, uh, where, like, why did this, uh, yeah, why did it came to be and where did it come from? And, uh, what's the role of the women, uh, of, uh, Lebanon's women in the revolution? Awesome. Okay. Um, so for the slogan, uh, the revolution is female, mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people, of course, when you're revolting, you just start writing all, all over the walls and <laughs> yeah. your personal demands, your personal opinions. Mm -hmm. Um, and there were a lot of different slogans. Um, the revolution is female was a big slogan. Yeah. Um, I do believe, so this, this slogan created a lot of, uh, controversy, especially among feminists. Mm -hmm. Because, um, you know, the revolution, saying the revolution is female to some sounded like uh, it was the first time women take part of the revolution mm. or as if it's always been male. So let's talk about the female. Um, there were a lot of opinions uh, that are, I believe, are very true in, in their essence. Mm -hmm. But I, I, I know a lot of people wanted to remove the tags. They were really against the tags. And... Even though the tag could be problematic, I think finding it problematic, finding a, pro uh, a tag that says revolution is female problematic uh, comes from a very well-informed um, brain about <laughs> activism, yeah. about feminism, you know, mm -hmm. why this is problematic is very 
complicated. You know, this is uh, so when you when you take a slogan like that when it's on the street in a country that is still very, you know, patriarchal. People are still very in a majority. I think around the world are still very misogynistic. Yeah. They still see the women and with a very very um, uh, specific lens. Exactly, yeah. old lens, you know, like, uh, I don't know how you would describe this lens, but I mean, we still have certain opinions that are so sexist that <laughs> yeah. this slogan could never hurt, you know, because people in the street, uh, I, I think I told you the story, I was in a cab, and you know, usually cab drivers, um, I don't know, maybe it's just my experience, but I know a lot of girls know that uh, you, 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 you are put often in a very sexist uh, situation, you know, when yeah. there's a cab driver, often very misogynistic. Mm. Um, so in, during the revolution, I was hearing a lot of opinions uh, from strangers, uh, especially men in the street, mm. um, that were really happy and were really rethinking re this slogan again. But how they understood it is a level of feminism that they haven't acquired anyway yet that is yeah. very important that is level one you know which is women can do a lot and women changed a lot in the revolution and women took leader like uh, leading um, positions uh, in this revolution yeah. so the women were they did the front line to stop uh, uh, the riot police from you know to stop tension from with the with the front line and the riot police but, but they also were on the front line a yeah. lot of women threw rocks. A lot of women, you know, the the the, the uh, slogans. They 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 cooked food and they also hit cops. You know, they did everything you can imagine. Yeah. And I think that was more important than the slogan. This gave the slogan its real uh, definition because yeah. no no one cares what you mean when you say the revolution is female. Like you mean, but along the lines, the underlining. Yes, of course, there are words. That there's a a way to word to word things. Um, but I believe uh, how you analyze uh, the meaning behind a slogan or, or this, this one, for example, revolution is female, should, is a very different place from when you analyze its effect on people. You know what I mean? Mm. Especially when you, when you know which, who this is reaching to. This is reaching to everyone. And everyone does not have the same understanding of feminism yet. Uh, hopefully we will evolve mm. to finding this as a problematic slogan. But right now we need certain slogans. We need to link female and revolution together. Yeah. A lot of people held t-shirts that said uh, uh, the female is a revolution or the woman is a revolution. Mm. And they found that this was a bit better. But at the end of the day, we proved what we meant on the street. Uh, you know, no one, no, one, no one doubted the women in the streets. No one yeah. linked the slogan to the women in the streets. The women did not, uh, they, 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 I think they were, they were just busy. Mm -hmm. They never underestimated themselves. Yeah. Um, the, uh, women took uh, such a big role and sadly, and I think because of the system that we live in, they even took a very patient role, a very mature role with handling the other, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I think this comes from uh, a lot of experience of oppression. This goes, uh, I, I would say the same for the LGBTQ community as well. Um, we deal with oppression every day, and uh, I think this was even an added tool to women in the revolution. Yeah. And um, the revolution is female, yes, the revolution is female. Uh, I, I, I would say this, and I, 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 I love the slogan, and it changed a lot of, of opinions. Even if it was a, like a first step, 
mm. and enlightening people about feminism, those who are not yet enlightened about, by it, um, this was a great tool forward, not backwards. Do you feel like it has uh, changed the way women are seen in the Banan, for, for now at least? Uh, um, I don't think it was the slogan. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it it it, uh, it changed the way people see women. I think what it did is it showed how much we are. Yeah. Uh, women, uh, a lot of women here still are, um, you know, stay-at-home moms. You don't find them as much in in in, uh, in the work uh, sphere. You know. Yeah. Um, they don't take a lot of uh, leading roles because of the system and uh, because it's still a patriarchal system. Men are still in charge and we are trying to fight that. But I think that what happened in the revolution, we just saw that, I don't even know how to express it. This is very emotional, emotional <laughs> for me, but the women were the best fighters on the street, in my opinion, yeah. you know, they were, they were the most loving and the most angry, you know, uh, they were just, uh, a lot of the times I found them even more logical, more courageous. And I don't want to fall into the binary, you know, by saying that women are, were, did anything better than, than men. You know, we were all very equal on the streets yeah. and you also were equal because when you're, when you're <clears throat> even as I, I, I still want to mention the LGBTQ community because it was the first time also the community felt like, uh, they, they were place. part of the people against yeah. the enemy, which was the government, which we always see it that way. We always mm -hmm. saw it that way as women and uh, and as uh, and for the LGBTQ community as well. And um, what happened in the street was right now there was no time to talk about these things. Yeah. We were looking in front of us. There's tear gas being thrown. There's bullets being fired. Uh, hold my hands, whoever you are. We will run. We will help each other. We will escape. And this just broke these these uh, prejudice. I think a lot in the street. There's yeah. still a lot of prejudice to break, a lot of sexism to, to um, put under the, uh, the spotlight. But yeah. I think when you're on survival mode, it shows you that at the end of the day, we, you really need the other and the other really is uh, equal in potential, equal in power, equal in their, their, their right to, to you know, seek for their demands to happen. Yeah. Is there any, so like, uh, actually it's very interesting because all of the uh, Middle Eastern revolutions always had women in the forefront. Like this is an actual phenomenon that we have seen with the Egyptian revolution as well. Um, yeah. Do you, like, why do you think that, uh, I mean, you kind of answered it a bit before, I think, but why do you think that the women's, uh, women are taking this role? Like, why is it so essential that they're there? And do you feel like it's gonna get any backlash as well like are there i mean i don't think so but um yeah. because now everyone is right uh, riling together but was there any was there any backlash where like the other side basically was like no this is not this is not okay like this is not the focus yeah. was there anything well, like that um women did take a lot of leading roles in a lot of revolutions yeah. here in the in the middle east and it's the first time i i, I really like try to think about why women threw themselves at the front line first. And for me personally, I think um, we are used to seeing the enemy as a system yeah. or the oppressor as a system. Mm. Um, again, we are we, we, we are victims of oppression much more. Mm. And we know uh, we know 
the amount of anger that is inside us, at least for me. Yeah. I am not your most <laughs> courageous person usually, but mm. during the revolution, I, I, it was just very clear to me. You know, I, 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 I put the patriarchy with the government because they, they do go hand in hand, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I saw my oppression and the oppressive system as one. I saw my problems as a woman and uh, as a feminist the same as, which is what we always say about but feminism, feminism yeah. in its core is about equality and equality for all, you know. And mm -hmm. uh, I think this is one of the reasons, and one of the main reasons why women did take the front line. Women are, uh, they're not usually given the platform, but when they were given the platform or when they took the platform and they took the, uh, their space by their hands, mm -hmm. like they did in the revolution, you just see that, uh, uh, like, like I said, like, uh, we were saying before, the woman is a revolution, you know? Yeah. So the female is a revolution. Uh, the revolution is female, and, and those two words go beautifully together because women need to revolt past systems and past borders and past this government and that government. Women need to... Women are revolting on an international scale right now. Yeah. And I think this, is what, this was one of the fires that allowed women to take the front line a lot. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of courage in that. There was a lot of beauty in that. And I think also women feel more than before and more and more every day that there is no more time to wait. Our voice needs to be heard yes. in all locations, not just when we're talking about feminism. So women did take uh, control and uh, it's, 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 it's always the best thing that, that could have happened. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Honestly, I'm so happy. Like, I Amen. mean, it's, yeah, <laughs> it's... Uh... <laughs> Honestly, uh, I think it's always so uh, beautiful to see that, you know, uh, women find their voice and strength um, uh, during like troubling times like this, because then you can actually see the frustration and how much they want to break out of the yeah. current system. And uh, I think also uh, I was listening to one of uh, uh, like uh, Dana did an episode, I think, on who is the another uh, she's the co-director i think right is the official title of haven as well director director okay director of, of haven and she's the director okay yeah. yeah yeah and she was uh i think she was doing an interview yeah. and she said that one of like part of the part of the reason why uh like uh you know uh, people are like women are especially taking part in it is to show that you know for the older generations as well to make clear that they also have you know that they also should stand their ground and to make it more yeah. comp like to make feminism more comprehensible for older generations uh kind of like including them in the feminism basically i think that's what she said <laughs> yeah and uh yeah that, that that is very true yeah because we did feel like we had a point to prove after already being a part of the revolution yeah there were a lot of fatigue on very personal levels, and like mm. with the individual, like a woman and her family. And uh, even in the revolution, a lot of the times on the street, they would tell us to to, to stand in the back, and it would come from a, from a from with good intention on their part somehow. But uh, yeah. why? Why? Are, how are you stronger in front of a bullet than I am? How, <laughs> yeah. how are you are stronger in front of tear gas than I am? Yeah. A woman. Uh, and I think this made us, like Dana said, it made us even angrier and more eager to, to take the front line to before, show yeah uh, before everyone else and mm. to show our, 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 our like I showed my mother I got I got hit in the uh, by, by a very small stupid piece of metal during the, the thing and mm. I remember showing it to my mom and, and my mom felt so proud 
And I've ne- she, she had never reacted that way for, for me being in the street, but she actually felt like, uh, she actually saw visually that we are making a change and it is very important for all of us to be down. And this is when they's down more and more and more, seeing that both men came down and they both came back home to yeah. tell the story. And it was just, uh, it was, uh, uh, you know, the fight is non-binary, so. Yeah. That's a thing to prove, definitely. Yeah, that's. I think it's super important. Do you feel like um, this is gonna have an impact on 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 women's position in society, like after the revolution? Like, hopefully, at some point, you know, the demands are met and the revolution will be over. Do you feel like this is after that, like? Uh, through all of these things that you just said, like, do you feel like it's gonna change? It's yeah. gonna make a change? Um, definitely. I, I, I don't necessarily believe that it's linked to the timeline of before and after or yeah. just women's issues. I think because it's a revolution, I of don't course. know what's gonna happen. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I mean, the change either will or will not happen on, but if it does happen, it will happen on all. Uh, on all levels. Yeah. What I could say, like, I'm sure that people's view on, 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 on women or society's view on women or whatever, this is, you know, constantly changing. And it will, uh, the, the revolution did uh, an extra push, definitely, but it's always uh, towards, uh, towards equality. I do believe women themselves um, will feel even more more eager, excited to work for their rights, yeah. just because of what we've seen, what we've, what, what, when, when other women who don't usually, who aren't usually part of the fight, who, who don't usually consider themselves themselves feminists. I mm. think this is what what um, this is the biggest change that can happen. People really feeling encouraged and and um, uh, just learning more because we did open a lot of conversation yeah. uh, during the during the thawra and. Uh, I think learning is an important thing that could come out. I would love for people to, uh, before they even change their mind, just start reading more because the problem here mm-hmm. and everywhere is people refuse to, to, to change their mind or to make a lot of effort in learning and unlearning. So I think hopefully this would be one of the steps yeah. uh, that will affect the society here uh, regarding women's rights. Mm-hmm. And um, we'll, we'll definitely never stop. So uh, I'm sure change will happen soon. <laughs> Hopefully, hopefully it will. Uh, I have hopefully. one last question for the um, for the women's part in the revolution. And um, like one thing I saw uh, in the very beginning was I think there was some um, sexual assault allegations that were uh, supposed to be prosecuted, and there was some protests around that. Yeah. But now I think it, uh, the main focus of uh, women's issues that are highlighted is the kafala system, as you mentioned before. Um, I don't know yes. if you want to explain a bit what that is and uh, also how your what happened during the allegation trials and the um, and now with the kafala system like what are the yeah what are the demands basically? So um, the kafala system is a horrible system that's still implemented and functioning in Lebanon. Um, Lebanon, uh, a lot of families here hire a lot of. Um, migrant workers to help mm-hmm. them around uh, the house yeah. and uh, because of the kafala system you need a sponsor to bring you into the country mm-hmm. so you are under someone's control somehow um, 
you don't have your passport with you. Uh, so you are always, again, under the, the, the control of the person who have, um, you know, invited you or allowed you uh, to come to this country and to be able to work here. Yeah. Um, so you're at their mercy, this basically. This is a very... Exactly. Yeah. Uh, you can't work anywhere else. Um, you live with them in the house, mm-hmm. which also allows them to, uh, like, allows the family or uh, the... the uh, the what was the word uh, okay, the sponsor the anyway the family that you live with the sponsor thank yeah you. okay yeah so the sponsor's family and the house where you live in um this allows them to uh not respect the work hours yeah uh, a lot of uh, a lot of these uh, these women work until the middle of the night they don't have uh, again access to their passport they don't a lot of them don't take sunday off um, a lot of them have access to a phone. It's basically uh, 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 like a little bit shy from, uh, from you know, honestly, slavery. Like yeah. the, the, the approach that people are still having and, and how these women are being treated is, is horrible. And a few days ago, uh, because of the dollar problem, so um, the, the, uh, these workers have to send money outside yeah. to their families. That's why they come here. Uh, and so they need to send them in dollars and you know we have a dollar crisis so a lot of the families who um, who pay for these services drop the, the women off in front of the embassy uh, just drop them off um, cancelled their their, their, their their work uh, contract or uh, service or whatever yeah. and uh, they, they're being treated in a, in a very very horrible way yeah. a lot of them where uh, a lot of them get abused, this pushes a lot of them to, to unfortunately end up committing suicide. So this is a huge problem right mm-hmm. now. And I am really happy that people here, instead of focusing on Black Lives Matter with an international lens, mm-hmm. uh, that, which is the trend, you yeah. know, people should be actively, you know, focusing on the problems in your neighborhood exactly. and the problems in your yeah. country. To, to see how to change that because you know uh, resharing videos is great and hashtags are great but racism exists uh, start, like we start with us racism exists exactly. in the system so it exists in each one of us yeah. and then around us and the circles around us so uh, people here are, are really channeling the focus of Black Lives Matter on the Kafala system yeah which is uh, amazing to see um as usual, government does not answer, so that is, of course, part of the revolutionary acts we're taking, you know, yeah. while burning down the parliament, hopefully we'll burn down the Kafala system too, uh, but yeah. Okay, thank you for explaining that as well. Um, I have a last question. And of course. <laughs> thank you. Uh, I have a last question, and like that's, I don't know if, if, that's probably not, there's not an easy answer to this, I think, but what do you think does the government have to do in the first place to meet to start meeting demands because there's a lot to unravel right like the the part like corruption the poverty um uh human rights women's rights uh all of these things like what do you think can the government do to come like to meet the protesters at least halfway yeah so um i'm gonna start by saying the opinion that is general more uh in lebanon which is If we're talking about this government, or about a government, what we want is, first of all, to change the voting system, mm-hmm. to make it uh, laïque, so non, non-sectarian. Yeah. Um, we 
would really like our money back. So there's a lot <laughs> of uh, fraud and a lot of corruption uh, and millions and billions of dollars that are meant to be for the people. So mm. uh, and that are sitting in accounts offshore. Uh, you know, we, we, we get because we're in a lot of uh, uh, we have a, we have a lot of debt. So people, um, you know, different countries send us a lot of uh, different budgets, financial aids. Uh, for projects to ensure that the country goes on and, and you know, starts getting better. These projects never really uh, end up happening or they never end up finishing correctly. Never end, they, they, they. So, again, people here, um, the government here and the people who are part of the government always um, work for their own benefit, for their families' benefits, for their political parties. Hold on, I think you're Hello? breaking up. Yeah, you're breaking up a bit. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now, yes. You were saying the they were working okay, cool. for political parties and their own families. Exactly. So yeah. when there's projects like uh, that are related uh, to infrastructure, for example, mm. uh, the, the minister who is in charge of this budget would hire someone from his family who works in, in, in uh, urbanism, architecture and engineering. Yeah. The project will never really end up getting finished. So... One of the main things that we would like to ask for is an independent judiciary system that could hold these people accountable yeah. and bring our money back because our money can literally, the money that has been stolen can literally change the situation. It can outweigh the fucking debt, you know, it's a lot of money. Uh, this definitely won't happen. Um, we want to uh, erase the kafala system. We want um, women to be able to give their nationality to their children. We want access to electricity. We want access to water. I personally have nothing to ask from this government. As I told you, these are criminals, yeah. uh, and you can't trust criminals. These are the same criminals. If you're if you're seeing it from the point of view of the civil war, so yeah. they these are literal literal criminals, or indirectly, uh, they're 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 people who uh, have been stealing, have been killing, have been lying for forty years and more. Yeah. So from this government, I have nothing to ask. I, uh, people in the street are not asking anymore, I think, especially now with the coronavirus and poverty and unemployment reaching these new levels. There's no trust. There's no asking them. There's removing them. Yeah. And that's the point of this revolution, for me at least. So, like, yeah, I heard that people were asking for a resignation, uh, resignation of the whole uh, parliament. Because I remember yeah. someone stepped, I think a few people stepped down in, in, in bigger positions. In the but, beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... So at the beginning of the revolution, we were uh, still under the Hariri government. And uh, of course, we had asked the government to resign, the head of the government to resign, Saad Hariri, which he did. And then they brought someone else from the other team. It's the same. It's Again, they brought someone from the other political party, so we <laughs> yeah. feel like it's time for change. Yeah. But it's the same group of people uh, yeah. with the same intentions, in my opinion. Maybe not necessarily all as individuals, but... Uh, as a group, uh, they're, you know, they're yeah. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, hopefully, at least this can change. Do you feel like there is a, anything that the international community can do? Like, I mean, uh, on one part, on the political, I mean, I'm, I don't know if there was any con like condemnation by the by international organizations. Um, yeah. But is that something that could help? Or is there anything that we can also do to support or is there nothing like I mean I guess raising I don't know if raising awareness really helps in the situation because it's a very internal fight so yeah. 
yeah. Well, it definitely helps uh, because there were a lot. There was a lot of uh, false reporting, okay. hurtful reporting that waters these prejudices about the Middle East and Arab countries and Arab people. Yeah. Um, a lot of people link this to Hezbollah's weapons. So we have, uh, you know, a sub-government in the country that is a militarized group. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people linked it to that because you know the the the. Western media loves terrorism, you know, of loves course. focus on that. <laughs> so that's yeah. what they've been doing with us. Although it has nothing to do with that. It's not what's, what, what the discussion is about right now. So yeah. that is great. People really making an effort to change other people's opinions will help on the long run, which yeah. is always how we change anyway. Mm-hmm. So that is very important. Um, it's, it's, it's also good to support Lebanese businesses to try to send money into the country uh, through supporting Lebanese people who work abroad or just businesses who can't function from here outside, you know, yeah. and offer services online, that could be great. But uh, I think what I think what we need, what people need to do to help Lebanon is just again ra- rise on this whole system. That is the same struggle internationally. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not comparing struggles or belittling struggles, but I am comparing systems. Yeah, and uh, they are the same systems in power right now. Yeah. And um, so maybe, you know, revolting where you are. Yeah. It's great for people revolting everywhere else. Mm. I would say that. Okay, nice. Thank you so much. Um, We always like to, I always like to end it on a note where, you know, people can take action because I feel like sometimes we're very overwhelmed with the problems of the world, but we can't be everywhere. So that's that's great. I hope this revolution goes much better than the ones that we have seen in the area the last couple of years. I hope so too. Like, I mean, you guys have been holding on for so long and I hope like it, 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 you guys deserve to have a government that is representing you and like that is uh, doing the, what's best for its people. Um, thank so, you yeah. so much. Yeah. I hope so too. It's the truth. So yeah. Uh, thank you yeah. again so much for taking your time. Um, thank you yeah hopefully maybe in a few months or like we can maybe we'll do a follow-up episode and it's gonna be like victorious who knows amazing that would be great would <laughs> let's put it out in that. the universe <laughs> yes yes please. i would love to do that all right thank you again so much <laughs> and thank you for everyone who is listening uh and uh i will see everyone next week <laughs> bye awesome